Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix 5-0-Info show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. And we're coming to you once again from police headquarters in beautiful downtown Phoenix. And I'm joined today by my co-host, PIO Sergeant. Robert Shearer. Back again, boss. Welcome. Well, this is obviously going to be a very special episode. Not only is it our year in review episode, but our special guest today is Police Chief Michael Sullivan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. You're welcome anytime, by the way. But, you know, we were just commenting that we get uh, just uh, we get a lot of support and a lot of uh, listeners from the field, our own uh, folks that are out there, uh, you know, just doing their their best. And uh, our last episode, we talked about everybody that's going to be working holidays, nights, weekends, just to be there for everybody. So we're grateful for their service, and I'm sure you are too. Incredibly grateful. Uh, worked many of those nights, and uh, I know when this typically runs, and and hopefully we have folks listening to us uh, and uh, stay safe out there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to treat this uh, pretty much, we're going to approach it as a year in review. We're going to talk about some of the things that... Uh, We've accomplished some of the things that we've seen, a lot of the hope that we would like to see going into it. I had two questions for you. Rob's got a few questions, too, some stats and things like that. But my question, uh, I'm sure you're going to be asked this, uh, what are you most proud of for 2023, either yourself, professionally, or the department? What are you most proud of for 2023? I'm just proud of the resilience of the men and women of this police department and the support the community has shown to us. I mean, it's incredible the work that they go out every single day and do with the the challenges we have with staffing uh you know and that that goes to our professional staff that goes to our sworn members uh but being able to work under these challenge conditions is something that's super impressive and the only way that we can do it be successful is with support from the community uh, i've never felt community support like i felt here in phoenix that's that's amazing right <laughs> yeah that's awesome boss to lean on some of that uh that resiliency some of the numbers show exactly that um we know you came out with the crime plan uh, midsummer, you know, and have pushed that out to the commander level and bureau level at this time. Some of the numbers coming out of our city, you know, with some of the crime trends dropping, um, you know, double digit percentages in virtually all violent crimes. What do those numbers say to you about not only those patrol officers out there, those detective bureaus that are all showing that resiliency and, and getting the job done at epic proportions, really, um, you know, historic numbers, you know, coming through this year? First off, I have to give credit to the community uh, because we aren't able to do our job. You know, this is a community of almost 1.7 million people. We're an organization of only 3,000. Uh, so without that community support and community trust, we wouldn't see reductions like this. Uh, but the men and women that go out and execute the plans that we put forward as, as leadership, uh, we put together, we, we point the way, but they actually turn that into action on the street. And you see what happens when they turn it into action on the street. We've seen an uptick in OV work or, or officer work uh, out there, and, and that's incredible. And then we've worked as a staff to try to re burden reduce or reduce the burden uh, out there. We see reductions in, in calls going to the field, being able to divert those to other ways so officers have the time to be able to spend on those uh, that, that OV work out there. Yeah, and I, I see some of those numbers, and just from my perspective, I commend your staff up there. I mean, it, those numbers show that connection of the plans that you guys set forth and not only instituting a plan to get that plan down to the troops and, and to those people, men and women out there working, 
um, with the community and, and doing that OV work, but it shows that connection. And, and I'll be honest with you, that's a connection. I've been here a, a few years. That's a connection that, that hasn't been seen very often. Um, and it's awesome to see from our, our department's perspective. So you're seeing the efforts that are coming from the ground up in partnership with the community, in partnership with the people that, you know, are, are not only reserves, but volunteers, but help the professional staff from the line level all the way up. You're seeing those crime plans come to come to fruition. Are we aligning with your vision, boss? We're working on it every day. You know, I talk about uh, self-assessing, self-correcting. Uh, we're always going to be improving. This is going to we're a continuous improvement organization and we're proving it right now. Yeah, so uh, we had you uh, do your turn with the media not too long ago. We put you through a, a whole press jaga. We had reporters shuffle through, and they each one of them got there five to seven minutes with you. Uh, a few of them asked you some questions about your experience coming to Phoenix. You're a well-established Phoenician by now. Um, your expectations then and now, how have they changed, and, and what have you seen as far as uh, becoming more comfortable in your role here in Phoenix in the Valley? I mean, my expectations when I came here was uh, to provide stability to this department, but also guidance as we go through, let's be honest, the challenge of a Department of Justice investigation. Uh, we're going to get to where we get regardless of what happens in that investigation. Uh, we're going to get better every day. We're going to make sure that we have the, the best policies, the best training uh, that's out there. And then we're going to, I'm going to expect leadership to give the guidance that's needed for folks to be successful out there. Yeah. So you're talking about policies, uh, Rob, the use of force policy revision. Right. Have you gotten uh, any, uh, do you have any, anything to say about yeah, that? Yeah, no, I, I mean, mean I, I think it was a unique thing. And that was one of the better things about 2023 is um, this is the first time, at least that I know of, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. Um, where we're putting we're putting out a draft policy, getting input multiple times, not only from officers, which is awesome from from our perspective, but the community where it really is everybody coming together to put together. Let's let's not let's be frank, probably the most important policy that we have throughout that those, you know, those group of. of and it was uncomfortable, really, because I taught defensive tactics. I taught at the academy. I taught firearms. I taught taser. I taught less lethal options. We were pretty stalwart on our use of force and our approach to use of force. We justified everything that we did. We looked at jeopardy, opportunity and and preclusion and all of those things that we thought we were pretty solid going into this. But what we did when we put it out to the community is that we knew maybe half of what we thought we did, but this is going to be some change that we're going to have to get comfortable with, right? Absolutely. And, and we're going to train our folks. Uh, Training is going on right now. Uh, and before we institute the policy, everybody will have a good understanding of it. Uh, it's going to make officers safer. It's going to make communities safer. And it's going to help us build trust in the community. So in addition to the use of force policy, there's training that's coming out that's uh, already well underway that we're seeing some issues with, or uh, not issues with, I'm sorry, some improvements with. Um, really good things, right, Rob? Yeah, ICAT training, ABLE training. Let's touch some of those and, and what your uh, what your expectations, once we get everybody through this these type of trainings, which are hugely you know important and vital for everybody to kind of kind of grasp and, and implore throughout their day on, on the street. But um what do you expect to come out of those and what was kind of the forethought when, when beginning those? You know, ABLE started before I got here, but in my previous department, uh, I had instituted a similar program. It's critically important that, that we make sure that the members know if they see me doing something wrong, that they intervene before I do something really, really bad. Uh, and 
conversely, if you see uh, your lieutenant here uh, doing anything wrong, Rob, yes. make sure you stop him. I am you, all over you, it. Have, yes. You have license to do that. <laughs> and that's what we call officer safety. That saves uh, other officers' careers. And, and you know, we're, what we're talking about is stepping in uh, before things become any sort of misconduct or, or, or rise and the, the idea is to intervene beforehand. Uh, and then the ICAT program, it's something that I've been involved with in, in a couple of different departments and I know the value that it has. It really focuses on those situations where people are armed with things other than firearms. Uh, that changes dynamic. It, it allows us to have the advantage of time and distance and use cover. Um, and communication to be able to, to get there. And those are opportunities uh, for us to come to a successful conclusion, um, you know, for the community member, but for the officer as well. And I know the trauma that officers go through in different situations. So, you know, we wanna be able to make sure that they have all the tools to be able to deescalate situations and allow everybody to go home safely. And we're talking with Police Chief uh, Michael Sullivan, and we're bringing up topics like ABLE, which is actually, it's an acronym. It's a Active Bystandership in Law Enforcement. It empowers everybody at every level to intervene where necessary to prevent harm, reduce mistakes, and improve officer uh, wellness and health. And then, of course, ICAT is an also, it's an acronym. And Rob, I need your help for this one. Integrating communications, assessment, and tactics. And it's time, distance, and cover, and shielding, and all sorts of other things to make sure that we have some of that uh, support. Um, I have another question for you, Chief, before uh, we get too far down the road. Uh, this might be a difficult question, but what do you feel you're leaving on the table for 2023? We're going to continue the work that we've already been doing. Uh, you're also going to see additional policies that start to come out uh, that is they are also going to go out for public comment. Uh, you're going to see that really probably in January, maybe early February. Um, you're going to see the continued focus on the things that I say all the time are important, and that's uh, preventing controlling crime, uh, providing public safety to the people of Phoenix, and justice to victims. We're gonna, that's, that's what we exist for, and that's what we're going to continue to be focused on. Great. Well, we've got a tremendous year ahead of us. Right. Rob, you had a sports question. We yeah, were talking I'm, a, about. I'm a sports nut, and uh, we've had a few conversations. I know you have some of that in your blood also, boss. Um, we kind of got anointed championship city this past year. We had a lot of big events. Anything that's sports related, I kind of go, go fan on wildly. Um, obviously, we had some preparation with Super Bowl 57, World Baseball Classic. We had a little bit of preparation for the World Series, but we had a few reps at it. What did we? Uh, what did you guys at the executive level see that um, some successes, some things we've learned, and obviously pushing into 2024, where we have another large scale event with the Final Four coming to town? You know, the real importance is partnership. Uh, we can't do this alone. You know, from other city agencies to agencies around the valley. You know, I have to give for the World Series. Made calls to some police chiefs, uh, Glendale, Scottsdale, Tempe, all sent officers to be able to help us. It just shows that collective of the, the community here in the Valley, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, but planning, uh, planning for these events is critical uh, and we are very good at it because we've done it for a number of events and we continue to do it for events. And we'll do it here in, in just a few months for the final four. So across the board, you work well with other agencies and organizations in the Valley. We're going to see some change over at MCSO. We're going to see, uh, maybe we'll see some changes with some elections that are coming up. Looking ahead, um, how do you feel the Phoenix Police Department fits into that changing political landscape? You know, 
for us, it, it is about truly just connecting with these other agencies. I have those relationships. I know the relationships exist on the line level, you know, with detectives and supervisors that do that work. But it's also important for me to have good relationships with the folks that are at the head of those agencies. And uh, I do, and I will continue to whoever has those roles. Yeah, I think uh, those relationships showed through those events. Obviously, I get jacked up for those sports events. So, and we we had a pretty pretty decent role within it, at least part of the planning and, and whatnot on a day-to-day -day and the pre-planning going into it. Um, those partnerships are an awesome thing to see within the Valley. Um, and to keep those and, and keep those in, in good standing is obviously vital, vital to what, what we're going to accomplish as a department. What do you want us to know going out, out of this uh, interview and into this next year? What, what do you want the, the, the department to know? What I will tell the department and the public, we're going into a challenging time. There's going to be a Department of Justice uh, report, most likely, that, that we will see sometime uh, this year. And just stay focused. Just stay focused. Uh, we have a very important mission to do. And, and don't listen to the noise. And keep doing what we're doing, and we're going to continue to be successful. Excellent. Well, I, I feel empowered, at least. Yeah, and I and love it's... the viewpoint from your guys' exec staff that we're going to do what we're going to do regardless of of the investigation happening and ultimately the culmination of it. It's a great viewpoint. It empowers us as, as a department to do what we need to do and do what we're there to do. Yeah, and I'm proud enough to say that you inherited a pretty good department when you came in. I mean, I've been here for 25 years, and I, I feel like I've gotten a lot of great out of it. So but, but I, I, I definitely want to thank you for your time because I know it's valuable. But um, thank you for being here, Chief. Vince, thank you. And I can't have a microphone and have this chance without saying uh, come join the Phoenix Police Department if you're listening here today. We need uh, folks who are willing to have a heart of service and do an incredible job serving the, the citizens of Phoenix. So um, please, we're looking for good people. Perfect. Thanks, Chief. I want to thank you. I want to thank um, Rob, my co-host. Have a great year. Thank you, Producer Pablo. Remember, as always, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earn a cash reward, and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.